Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Cynthia Hyatt is a Christian psychotherapist specializing in trauma therapy, couples, relationships, and personal development. She is passionate about your life and is here to encourage, teach, and inspire you to be your own best version. Find her online at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Now, with today's fresh insights, Cynthia Hyatt. Well, good afternoon, and welcome to the show. Thank you for joining me today. We are talking about gender and men and women and the differences that are so profound in just the hardwiring of how God created their brain and what that does when it comes to the way they relate and how they interpret all the relationship issues and cues and nonverbal and verbal information. And so we really, I really focused Monday and Tuesday about driving home this point that we can do our gender dysfunctionally or we can be high-functioning in our gender. The more high-functioning we are with the way God made us, the happier we are, the better we feel about ourselves, the more success we have with the opposite sex and with, with the same sex as well. Because it's truly accepting. It's not accepting bad behavior. It's not accepting dysfunction. It is accepting the hardwiring. And breed is like eye color. I didn't ask to be born a woman. That was God's decision. And I still am very unique in my own right, just as you are. But I have some generalities that are very similar with other women because that's just the breed. So if you look at dogs, we have different breeds of dogs, right? Poodles, Great Danes, Shih Tzus, whatever. But they're still dogs. So they have the same type of operating system. Similar with cats, same type of operating system. Even though each one is unique and all the varying breeds within that entire classification of cats can be very, very different. But the operating system is still pretty much the same. When you start to understand that, it streamlines your relationship tremendously. And I talked about yesterday When I started implementing this into my practice, how quickly uh, couples healed, because instead of working on things that we're not going to change, we begin to be a really good version of our gender, and then we were much better able to figure out what was actually dysfunction that had to go. So we left off yesterday talking about man's greatest needs, and we talked about respect and success. And their drive for success is huge. Men's biggest desire in any man I have in my office, they chronically will say to me, I just want her to know how much I love her. I have really good intentions. And he has all these loving feelings inside of him, but it's not coming outside the way she's needing to see them. And it's very frustrating for men. Because they feel many times like they're, you know, flying, flying blind. They think they're getting it. They think they got it figured out. And it flips. And they have no idea how it happened. And women have a tendency, we can think of that as like somehow a cop-out or something. Like, how can you not know this? How do you not know that? And many things really are very elusive to men 
in regards to women. So a really helpful concept to understand about men is men are hardwired to move away from pain, move away from negatives. And the reason being, they know that they have a different type of anger than women have. And if they're not careful, they can harm people very, very badly. Now, women certainly can as well. I'm not saying that in our own right, but it is, it is a different, it, it's a different process. Men have a different level of anger. They have a third level of anger that women do not have, and this is that blind rage anger. <coughs> Excuse me. That when, when men get there, and they can wake up the next morning with a broken arm, didn't even know they had a broken arm. Or they could have killed someone and didn't even remember that they did it. So men move away from negatives as a way to protect, not to abandon, not because they just can't handle it or don't want to deal with it. One of the ways that we help men hang in there if we as women are angry is the way we express ourselves through our body language, our tone of voice, our rate of speed when we're talking. That helps them to hang in there. I always tell women very specifically, if you are angry, do not look at him in the eyes. Look to the side. If you don't, he's going to take that as a direct challenge, and all of a sudden, he's feeling like he has to defend himself from you, and that is never a good thing. Because if he has to defend himself from you, he cannot defend you, or may not even want or try to defend you. So women, their tendency is to move toward pain. This is why if a man sees a woman crying, he backs up. If he sees an angry woman, he even physically, you'll see men back up. Women automatically move toward. So respect and success are huge. The next one for men is adventure and challenge. They need to be challenged. This is why they do, you know, weekend sports. This is why they go work out. This is, this is why they go on, on vacations and they, they want to bike or they want to explore a new place. This is why they want to take on a new business. Because adventure and challenge makes a man feel like a man. If he can overcome his environment... He feels much more confident because this is how men are made. Men are made to do that. And I'm consistently saying to people, God did not send a woman to do a man's job. That's why he sent a man. That was Jesus. He didn't send a woman to die on a cross. He sent a woman, right, to care for him. Now, that does not mean I'm all for, you know, women warriors. I mean, I... I I, I am very direct. I'm a very strong woman. I'm a very assertive woman. But I have no confusion when it comes to my gender. So I am not in any way saying that women are less powerful or less whatever. They're powerful in their own right, in their own ways. So when we see that men need to challenge themselves, this is why they're doing things and we're saying to them, stop, stop, you're going to hurt, you hurt yourself. But they want to press through and they want to overcome whatever that is. One of the reasons that men have a different sex drive than women, that's an adventure, that's a challenge for them. 
That's what makes them feel like a man. That's power. Adventure and challenge is power. So understanding that, that men need to challenge themselves, is imperative in, in understanding, why are you doing that? Why do you feel so like you need to do that? And it's also when we start looking at women's greatest needs, this is why for you men, it's going to be so important to understand her greatest needs so that you don't superimpose on her that you think she has the same needs as you. So the last one here for men is the love of beauty. One of the greatest needs a man has is to be around beauty because a man's world is not beautiful. I say to women, it's not about you looking like a supermodel. The most beautiful thing a woman can do is smile and laugh and relax her body. And, and the, these types of things make a man's world much less harsh. And it's very soothing for men. Women are very soothing to men because men, who's, who's going to soothe a man if it's not the woman that he's with? At the age of seven, little boys start saying to their mom, Mommy, don't kiss me. Mommy, not in front of everybody. They don't want to crawl in their mommy's lap anymore. But they don't want to necessarily sleep with her all the time. They want to start taking on their world, and they want to be a big boy. So from the age of seven on, who is going to soothe that young man, man? For the first seven years, he got a lot. After that, he's only going to get it from his girlfriend or his wife. Where women, on the other hand, we're being touched all the time. All the time. There's always something going on. For men... If they're good men, then they're going to wait for the woman that they're committed to. That's where they're going to get that from. That's why men like women in the house. My, my husband just likes me at home. I just, he likes to watch me walk around the house. It's not like I'm doing anything special. But it soothes, soothes his world. It's easier on his eyes. And when I'm happy and smiling... He ends up feeling very successful, right, and very respected. Now, that doesn't mean if I'm unhappy, I'm going to pretend like I'm not. <clears throat> it means I'm going to make sure that I'm doing it in a very high-functioning manner so that I actually bring out the best version of him and I do get what I need because I'm not happy all the time. That's impossible. So for men, we have respect, success, adventure, challenge, and, and beauty. And think about those old 1940 black and white movies um, during the war. And there'd be an Air Force base. A plane would land, and a woman would walk off the plane. And within 10 minutes, the whole entire base knew a woman was on the base and wanted to see her, just wanted to look at her. This is why it's important that we understand the struggle that men have with pornography, with these different types of things. And I'm not saying that women don't struggle as well, but men have a higher need to look and to see. All right, so we're going to move on. Let's talk about women and women's greatest needs. Because we did talk, remember we talked earlier that women's energy is centrifugal which means that they are pulled outward 
they have a tendency to easy, more easily lose themselves in relationships and to forget who they are and what they even need because they're meeting all those needs of everyone else because they have that empathizing brain that wants to connect and meet needs and soothe. So a woman's greatest need, men, if this is the only thing you remember, you'll be doing, you'll be doing well. Her greatest need is security. You see, every woman has a handbag, right? And what's in the handbag? Everything she could possibly need at any given time, everything that everybody else might need at any given time. And then she has one in her desk. She has one, another one in her car. She has all those little places so that she knows she has what she needs. Men, on the other hand, they just know they're, they're going to be okay. They might have a money clip, maybe a wallet. They usually hand it to their wife or girlfriend. Hey, can you put that in your purse? Because men will always figure it out. Women have different types of needs than men do. They're more specific. They're also more prolific. We have more needs. This is why the tendency for women to marry men or be with men that have a lot of money, and even if they don't love them as much as they might this one, the need for security is that profound. One of the reasons for this is their brain knows that getting pregnant is one of the most dangerous things a woman could ever do. The amount of changes that go on in her body, her brain shrinks as she is going through her pregnancy and it takes six months to grow back after she's delivered that baby. She can die in childbirth. It is truly one of the, the amount, the time. It's more than a year and a half. It's nine months of pregnancy, and it's six months of recovery. This is one of the reasons when it comes to securing that women are driven to secure their world and secure the world of the people that they care about. When you think about, I, you know, I have men that say to me frequently, how come women always like the bad boys? And I'm, I'm going to give you the easiest explanation. And this is, and I'm not saying that we have evolved like from apes or something. I'm saying this is an adapting, evolutionizing, evolutionary type of thing. That in, in let's say, tribal times, women, um, they're in a tribe, if you're the, the wife of the, of the chief and he's raping you um, and there's domestic violence, he's the only one that will do it. If you're with the nice guy in the tribe, then you are sus susceptible to all of the other men because he can't protect you. Now, we live in a very different world, and, and I've been independent for a long time. I was single for a very long time before I was married. I know how to protect myself, and I can, and I have enough resources that I'm able to protect myself. That is not how it has always been. The world has been a very harsh place for women, and they have been considered property up until the time of Jesus. In fact, during Jesus' time, usually a man's horse was more um, valuable to him than, than, than the wife or the girlfriend. And this is why it's imperative that we understand that this is not like being needy. This is not weak. This is a fact. And when I said on Monday, 
if I have a man in my office and he decides that he doesn't want to be appropriate, all he has to do is get up and lock my door. What am I going to do? I can't take him on. Now, there are some women, absolutely, that go into professions where they can contend physically with men. But at some point, just the structure of the muscle and the mass of the body and where a woman's balance comes from puts her at a disadvantage physically. So security is a big, big deal. This is also one of the ways that women survived when they were in childbearing years, because many times even think just back to 200 years ago or 100 years ago. Men were going off to war. Women were here on their own. Men, maybe they were cattlemen, so they were gone on a cattle drive for six months. Maybe they were on a whaling ship for six, nine months. So if women didn't have other women, they would not have survived. So security is number one issue for women. When you secure a woman, when she feels secure, taken care of, loved, and I'm not saying that she, you have to be wealthy. When she feels valued as a priority and she feels secure in her world, you're going to get a much better version of her and a much more beautiful version of her because a relaxed, loved woman is always pretty. Always. The second need that women have is a sense of belonging. That of being desired. Women have an innate need to be seen. They've been decorating themselves since the beginning of time and being seen by men and wanting to be seen by men. I've said to, to people many times, you know, countries have been won and lost over a woman. There have been battles that have been waged. There have been fights and brawls over one woman. They're, and that is because they are very valuable to men. Now, if woman doesn't feel valuable to you, you're going to get a very distressed, much more unattractive version of her. This is why with women, when we feel like our friends are mad at us, it's very disturbing for us. Men just walk away and they're like, whatever, he'll get over it. I wish that I could do that. So if your wife, your girlfriend, your daughter is saying to you, I don't think they like me anymore. I think they're mad at me and I don't know what I did and they're not calling me and they won't return my phone call, but they're talking to all my other girlfriends. You want to take that seriously. That's part of her belonging and security. And you want to say something like, I, I don't know if I know how to fix it, but I know how I see you and I know that's not fair and I know you don't deserve that. And I know you're beautiful and you're kind and you're loving and you're all those things. And I'm going to pray for you about that. And why don't, you, why don't you call one of your other girlfriends and really ask them pointedly to get some help in this area. So for women, if they're not feeling like they belong in their group, if they don't feel like they belong to you, and I don't mean as a possession like your car, I mean, if they don't feel valued by you, wanted and desired, you're going to get a very stressed, depressed, upset woman. Now, I say to women, we still need to manage this as well because there, there's a, a line between being health, a healthy woman wanting to be desired, valued, and, and, and secured and the unhealthy version 
that is immature or needy or self-centered or whatever that might be. So we always are looking for balance, obviously. So the sense of belonging and being desired is imperative when we're looking at the needs that women have. And I'm going to read you something really funny as we're talking about women, because this always cracks me up. And whenever I give this gender lecture, I, I usually use this handout. So this is the rules for women. This is the rules. Number one, the female's always right. That's the rules. Number two, the rules are subject to change at any time without prior notification. Number three, no male can possibly know all the rules. Four, if the female suspects the male knows all the rules, she must immediately change them, some or all of them. How about this? Number five, following number four, the female is never wrong. Number six, if the female is wrong, it's due to a misunderstanding, which was a direct result of something like the male did not say the right thing or did something wrong. So for number seven, if rule six applies, which is the female, you know, if the female is wrong, if rule six applies, then the male must apologize immediately for causing the misunderstanding. Number eight, the female may change her mind at any time. The male, this is number nine, must never change his mind without the expressed written consent of the female. I think I'm liking these rules. Number 10, the female has the right to be angry or upset at any time. But number 11, the male must remain calm at all times unless the female wants him to be angry or upset. Number 12, the female must under no circumstances let the male know whether or not she wants him to be angry or upset. <laughs> and I know men are laughing because they can so relate to this. Number 13, the male is expected to read minds at all times. And any attempt by the male to document the rules could result in bodily harm. Number 15, if the female has PMS, all the rules are null and void. And number 16, the female is ready when she's ready. Number 17, the male must be ready at all times. So <laughs> you can see how you can relate to some of these. These are in extreme, obviously. But I know that many times men feel Wow, when they're trying to figure out women and they're trying to interact with them, they just walk away with their head spinning sometimes because they think they've got it down. They think they've got the rules that govern the system, and ultimately the rules continue to change from whatever circumstance they're in to, to whatever um, new information comes. So I hope that you're enjoying these shows. Tomorrow we are going to talk about the next two or the, the, last, the last of the four for women, and that's the greatest need of connectedness and the opportunity to express love and to impact her world relationally. So we're going to talk about those two needs. And then we're going to do some helpful generalizations as we move forward, just about having a handle on this, understanding this breed, this opposite breed. And I'm going to give you some rules that the men have made that I think are, you're going to give you a kind of quite a laugh. And interestingly enough, there's only 17 rules by the females, but there's close to, let's see, I think maybe 21 for men. So these are very fun. I want you to have a great day. Make sure you check out the website to listen to the rest of the shows. If you haven't been able to listen to Mondays and Tuesdays, 
make sure you check that out. And also there's the book online. If you go to Amazon, it's called Gender Speaks, I Thought, Word, and Deed. And it is actually what we're doing on the show today. So it'll be very helpful. God bless your day. I'll talk to you tomorrow. To hear today's program again or to share it with someone else, please go online, CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Conversations with Cynthia is heard daily at 3 p.m. and 12 noon every Sunday on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Follow Cynthia on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Cynthia Hyatt. Until next time, remember... Be your own best version. Yeah,